Hello there. I just want to remind you and give you some updated information about our live show coming up in New York at the PodFest NYC, the NYC PodFest. Uh, it's Jan- our show is January 12th. It's a Saturday at 3.30 p.m. in the People's Improv Theater, The Pit. We are in the, the upstairs, the big stage, and we are really looking forward to having you there for a tremendous show. We're going to be talking about the life and work of the third greatest actor of all time, Samuel L. Jackson. We're going to be talking about Formula 51 with a special appearance by Meatloaf. The Man, which is Samuel L. Jackson and Eugene Levy in a uh, buddy comedy. And of course, Snakes on a Plane featuring Samuel L. Jackson, some snakes and a plane. It is going to be so awesome. So if you can, please make it. If you have New York friends, tell them about it. We would really love to fill it out. Tickets are available if you go to read-sweep.com slash live right now, uh, we will have links to the tickets and more information. So go, please. Uh, we look forward to seeing everybody in New York, January 12th. Now, enjoy episode number 172, Shadow Mancer. Morning, meets and Sweet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 172. Really? Yeah. We have, we have not done so many episodes as the world record for high dive in feet. What? Held until 1985 when it was bested by three feet by Randy Dickinson, who fractured his leg in the process. Yeah. So this that is, is the 17 for stories of diving. I know. <laughs> you know what's great? I watched the video on YouTube too and he it's not just like jump safely land barely. He does a triple backflip. Well, you've got so stories. much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does it out of boredom mostly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> read Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> read it again. Someone and you clench. Up and just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like regular Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Speaking of things, this week we're talking about Shadowmancer by G.P. Taylor, the British roadie turned vicar turned J.K. Rowling wannabe. You done with G.P.T.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> I don't know why he went with the two initials, though I did learn from Wikipedia today that J.K. Rowling goes by those two initials instead of her name Joanne because the author want, or the publisher didn't want her to sound too girly. Because they wanted the book to appeal to boys as well, and they thought if a girl wrote it, that it wouldn't. Oh, that that gives me feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that kind of upsetting? Yes. I mean, when I was young, I read it because I thought it was the same person as J.R.R. Tolkien. (laughs) So I got confused. (laughs) Well, good. I mean, you know, good on them. Apparently, they really know how to manipulate men. (laughs) <laughs> so if you want to listen to this book, you can do it for free by going to re- going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you just go there, sign up for a free trial, you can get this book at the intellectual suggested retail price of zero dollars, mm. and you support our show. So, And it's also read by a delightful British man. Mm. Uh, he was all right. He was. He sounds mm-hmm. like uh, one of the characters in Chicken Run. Oh, I thought he sounded uh. like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I don't understand why chicken the ru- game has an accent over it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just say it that way. <laughs> Wait, ki- guys, would Chicken Run have worked like if it was transported onto Game of Thrones? Yes. Game of Thrones. Bark, chicken bark, of Thrones. Bark, bark, game of Chickens. I guess it would be Game of Nests at that point. Uh, yeah, that is. 
this book was also sponsored by uh, this week by Allie, and she had this to say about Shadowmancer. It was written and privately published in response to Harry Potter by a British clergyman who apparently has had experience of Ouija boards and thought the devil would take the children of Britain, or something like that. In any case, it was so bad it made me change my PhD subject from destiny and morality in children's fantasy fiction so I would never have to read another G.P. Taylor book again. Oof. So. Fair. If you want to force us to read anything under the sun of your choice or over it, next to it, inside it, whatever you want, go to readdeathsweep.com slash sponsor. The, the literature inside the sun. Great, by the way. And uh, so readdeathsweep.com slash sponsor. You can sign up there for an email list, which we will just use. We'll send you an email if we uh, have one. Now, let me introduce you to tonight's panel. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm your host. You should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are some of my friends in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Alex, I'm a boggle. I'm here to help you unless you offend me, and then I'm a dick. <laughs> also, Like you, all the other magical creatures in this book. Also, you only accept words of three letters or more. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're a big Shake boggle, and then boggle. it's got to be four or more. Really? Yeah, have you ever played Big Whoa. Boggle? No, that's tough. It's super hard. I'll, I bet your sister's good at it. Yeah, there, there's some, there are some family rivalries. <laughs> Ooh, big boggle family. <laughs> uh, Even the sight of a little wooden cube sends you into a flying frenzy. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, we could. I mean, and I'm not great at it. Like, I, I mean, if you put the letters in order, I would still have trouble figuring out the words most of the time. <laughs> you can't recognize the words that are words. <laughs> I have some trouble reading, let alone out of order letters. <laughs> So and this is why we have audiobooks. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I, turns out I read at a third grade level still. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right book for you then. <laughs> All right. And uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington, Mr. Chris Smith. Hey there, Alex. I'm a treacherous, roguish pirate captain until I'm really good and really a true believer. I'm, I'm kind of like the pirate Lando of the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like the- Lando, did you not also sell us out for a short time that's right only to save us at the end kind now, of uh i'm worth noting guys uh in the movie version that was supposed to be made sean bean was supposed to be this guy so that's the only no! reason this <laughs> yeah is that making you feel feelings as well it's so many feelings so many feelings <laughs> i don't think i don't think it actually like happened no like, they spent like uh they spent a couple million dollars to buy the rights in 2004 i would think we would have seen a movie by now Hooray. One does not simply cast Sean Bean. It's not okay. <laughs> uh, well, on on the on the plus side, he, the roguish pirate captain is kind of a fun character. I mean, I don't know why you, you're that angry at a rogue, Amy is unmoved. I mean, the roguish Sean Bean is a. I mean, he's, he, Sean, Sean Bean is not better. roguish. He is all that is noble in this world. He will. He will not play a pirate dandy. No, I say no. I think he, he looks like a pirate dandy already. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he, at least in the images I've pulled up, he has that unshaven, roguish look. I, don't, I think you're mistaking uh, being comfortable with yourself with roguishness. He is just a man's man. I have, I have had that uh, accusation lobbed me a few times. Yeah. Wait, I'm not really? wearing roguish sweatpants right now? 
I okay. I, I looked up stock photo of handsome man with roguish grin, <laughs> and I got this. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's pulling it off. Here you go, guys. Oh, this is gonna be a great one of those great oh, podcast no. moments where we can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks fake roguish. Oh no, he look. He looks like Captain Morgan's rapey douchey brother. <laughs> Yes. He looks like Billy Ray Cyrus with a haircut. That's what I said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get that joke. <laughs> uh, Man. Also joining us today, you may remember, <laughs> we still the direction. <laughs> remember her from episode number 112 where she talked to us about Glee in New York. It's Amy Kessler. I am the poorly written, obligatory tomboy best friend character who is really, really useless and annoys everybody. You're tough until you start crying. As <laughs> all good tomboys out. should. <laughs> Chris, it is that time again. Oh, boy. It's time for Chris to summarize in the style of an adorable British character slash Jamaican chicken run character. <laughs> 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 All right, Shadowmancer takes place in Yorkshire, right? North England in the 18th century. Vicar Demerol is trying to take over the world for his evil plans, for his evil self, with the aid of divine weapons called the Caravim. He wants to make himself into God and rule over all the earth and raise an undead army and, you know, other bad stuff. He's practically twirling a mustache at this point. Um, he even has a little pathetic helper dude called Beetle, who bows and scrapes and says things like, yes, master. And Demerol has one of the Kevrim, right? He has one of the two that he needs, and he's looking for the other. If he gets both, it's game fucking over, all right? So, smash cut. Thomas is a poor little wretch of a boy living in a cave by the bay and is quite a little scamp lying and stealing and all that stuff. He meets Rafa, a young African, on a mission to steal the caravan back from Demerol. Rafa is very, very pious, very religious guy, and believes he's on a mission from God, who in this book is called Reathamus. Or re- anyway, it, it, God. Okay, um, Thomas and Rafa, <laughs> along with Thomas's tomboy friend Kate, who wears pants, um, attempt to steal back the caravan. It turns out that Rafa himself is the other caravan, and Demerol wants to keep him captive, and Thomas and Kate run away. But they're found by the roguish sea captain Jacob Crane, who sells them back to Demerol for a profit. And then, um, well, I blacked out for a while, guys. Uh, there was a lot of our heroes getting into tight spots and praying their way out of it uh, instead of running or fighting. And Thomas and Kate and Jacob, or Thomas and Kate and Rafa, initially don't believe in God. Or no, Rafa, I'm sorry. Someone doesn't. Marker. Thomas and Kate and Jacob Crane initially don't believe in God, but through their experiences and their visions and their dreams, they become true believers. And Kate is kind of useless, and Rafa keeps saying wise and holy things. Um, And the situation is looking really, really bad for our heroes at the end, right? Demerol uses his dark power and summons Satan, here called Parathian, because... If you change the names, then it's not brutally obvious. Um, The classic thing of the greedy bad guy not knowing what he asked for and then unleashing more evil than he meant to happens again um, because now Satan's out there and Demerol is reduced to a pathetic little shit. But Satan wants to kill God now that he has control of the caravan. And in a big showdown at a church altar, the heroes are joined by Abram, who's pretty slick and looks down on humans and is the archangel Raphael. 
right? He's an angel. He's got a sword. It's awesome. Um, and Jacob Crane comes back, the guy who sold them earlier, with a changed heart, and he's a hero by the end. Could you go um, back and redo this whole summary, but always refer to him as the roguish Jacob Crane? <laughs> we'll do it Never. at most. <laughs> but I'll just say it for you. The roguish Jacob Crane. And that's your ringtone uh, of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Satan, right? In the, he he has the power. He's doing his thing. He plunges the world into night and believes that he kills God, but he didn't really, because even Satan can't kill God. And this is all about being a, a Christian and and becoming a true believer. And when Abram points this out, Satan vanishes and the sun starts rising and everything is cool, and the kids <laughs> go and sail with Jacob Crane. Wait, wait, just just to clarify. He just points out that you can't kill God, and then all of a sudden it reverses. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not like the um, the wily e. coyote like looking down at gravity and then falling. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> like basically, they're in this church, and Satan's like, "Ha! I did it! I killed God!" And Raphael comes back from outside. And he like pokes his head, and he's like, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't." And they go look, and the sun's rising, and Satan's like, "Shit! Well, all right, yeah, yeah." It was like earlier when he threw out, like one of them threw out. Uh, the incubus just by saying you should leave yeah well i'll be going then <laughs> put a little bass in your voice and tell that's that incubus to get out of there <laughs> all right so let's uh let's say something nice about this book we like to start and end every show with a compliment Although I guess this far in it's not really starting, but who cares? Uh, technicality. So we're gonna we're gonna do a compliment now and a compliment at the end. We'll call it the compliment sandwich. Amy, as the guest, you have the right mm. to go first or last in this compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I will go first this time. Right. Go for it. My compliment for this book is that the uh, the lovely, lovely British man who read it is the best sleep aid I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, ever slept that well on an airplane in my entire life, <laughs> and it was glorious. So there you go. I recommend this as, like, in-flight entertainment for more. Like, we will be dimming the lights and playing Shadowmancer over the speakers now. <laughs> All of the children will go softly to sleep. I got extra pretzels from the pretzel lady. Wow. It was a magical wait, you, time. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Because she yeah. slept so adorably and was saying wizard, wizard, wizard. Are you wizard, suggesting wizard? that this book got you more pretzels than normal? I mean, it's the only changed factor from all of my previous <laughs> flights. So... From all of your previous flights home from honeymoons, this is the only difference. I got more pretzels. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, you've, you heard it here first, you guys. Get Shadowmancer and receive up to 50% additional pretzels <laughs> for free. Yeah. Oh, and she did the thing where they pour you the soda into the glass, but then they give you the can so oh, you man. can finish this it. This might be a special lady, not the book. No, I'm no, sorry. no. I, I just think, can't. I think she heard Amy <laughs> saying wizard, wizard, wizard in her sleep and like... <laughs> Definitely Assumed was I like, was special? Yeah. <laughs> this, this, so she yeah. conjured some extra soda so as not to upset the wizard? Exactly. <laughs> 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 wizards, when they sleep, they just say wizard all the time. That's, that's what they do. They identify their jobs. And you wouldn't want to call down the thunder of a freshly awoken wizard without a can of soda. Especially when you're in a tenuous situation of flying through the air. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're already like at 50,000 feet, right? You do not want that wizard to be upset with you. Oh, no. No. Give me the rest of the can, or I will magic you to the outside of this airplane right now. <laughs> How many cans would you like, ma'am? <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, why don't you be second today? 
my comment is that there's this one character who was actually a lot of fun, who is this uh, Dutch baker guy. He was a boggle um, who, the, who the kids meet, and they, um, they're, they like, running through the night. Or, or in Dutch, this a boogle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a boogle. <laughs> That's right. And he's just so nice. And, like, he's a big, jolly guy, and he's covered in flour. And... Um, and yeah, he just they he seems to have a wholesome life unlike anyone else in this book. Yeah. I, but then of course he's a weird magical creature. When so. Dutch people do web searches, do they Google it? <laughs> I really hope they use wow. Google. <laughs> when they play word games, do they play Google? <laughs> I like how your Dutch accent is just going, uh That's what the way you said it. I was making fun of you. I was making fun of. Well, I guess it was Ezra. They sound like confused. You don't know Woody which Allen. one I am either. <laughs> Seriously, guys, I can't tell voices apart on this podcast. Which one am I? You're, you're not the girl. <laughs> I'm not the wizard. I'm glad I'm being useful here. <laughs> Fan favorite, any female voice. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, awesome. All right, uh, Ezra, why don't you be third? Um. Okay, so maybe I touched. Oh, that's on- Ezra. <laughs> oh, you're the one that was Ezra. No, no, you go last. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm reading an audiobook, I feel terrible when I miss something and I have to go back. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that way for this one. <laughs> <laughs> did you you not feel guilty when you didn't go back? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, I missed something important. <sighs> Psych. <laughs> um, Remember when we uh, w- uh was it? So we read something recently where the Wikipedia page didn't have a plot summary. Yeah. And so we were all screwed. This was nice because it did. And I checked that before I decided not to feel bad about not going back. And this was such a good <laughs> call because, like, all the words that we use are not words that we know. And so if you only hear them, it doesn't really stick in your mind. I think it's just the accent, though. This book is pretty Englishy. Yeah, but, you, like... You mean, like, like you never so heard of a, a caravan before, Ezra? I know a caravan... Yeah, I know. I have and to this like is ha- this is a care and a vim combined. Well, I have to like cock it and ford the river sometimes. Your care of him? Yeah, my care of him. You know, or you trade. You know, pay for the ferry. I think the ferry is almost always worth it, but the Indian guide never. Really? You're, yeah. you're racist against the Indian guide in Oregon Trail. No, the game is racist. <laughs> I'm just paying attention to it. Also, clearly hates buffalo if it allows you to buy 99 bullets. <laughs> I got 99 bullets. And makes you and does not give you the superhuman strength in order to carry it back to your wagon. That's yeah. true, you but you can only carry back to 200 rot. pounds, even though you what? shot four tons of buffalo. Well, I should bring some buffalo carriers next time, because I'm damn good at killing these buffalo. What? Couldn't you like recruit some <laughs> buffalo to just carry the other buffalo? Is that wrong? <laughs> Yes, so wrong. Oxen, carry your dead cousins. Go. So wrong. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go last. My uh, my major compliment is, uh, you guys watch Boardwalk Empire? Nope. Let's nope. pretend I do. Okay, well, I mean, have you seen... Okay, so the general, the gist of Boardwalk Empire is that it's the, the town of Atlantic City run by the mob boss, but the mob boss is the city treasurer. It's not the mayor. It's not like a guy who runs a garbage collecting company. It's. I like that the treasure. That's my favorite part of the show. Is like seeing the world with the treasurer as a mob boss, and so what I liked about this was putting the mob boss as another different job I'd never seen as the vicar slash slumlord slash mining entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean he runs an alum mine. He does uh, mostly on uh, slave labor. Mm-hmm. Well, he is a man of God. <laughs> 
I, right. Yeah. Sure. Wait. <laughs> there's a connection there. Is, is, yeah. Nope. Nope. Is this nope. weird, guys? That like the only book that I've ever heard written by a vicar makes the vicar the villain. What is he trying to say about vicars? <laughs> but yeah, basically, I, either, I figured this is either like uh, GP Taylor saying like, "Yep, I'm actually an evil vicar trying to take over the world," or alternatively, he, there's this one vicar that he doesn't like, and he just modeled <laughs> this character after. Piece on his friend vicar. <laughs> yeah. On his well, friend, no. the alum miner. GP Taylor. GP Taylor's clearly set himself up as like the punk rocker, cool guy dad of Vickers. So <laughs> he's doing like a Black Sabbath. I'm going to be the villain in my own art piece. Uh-huh. Or maybe right? this is all a cry for help. Like he's been smuggling all these years and he just wants people to catch him. Yeah, I, was, I thought I was doing <laughs> being so obvious, but no one's caught on yet. <laughs> I deserve to be punished. I have all this brandy in a cave. Turns out no one likes brandy anymore. I like brandy. Do you like brandy? I love brandy. It's delicious. Well, I have this vicar I know. It's yeah. a lot of it in a cave. I have a cave well, to sell well. you. Well, <laughs> well. I think the first title for this book was If I Vickered. <laughs> how would I would have done it? Yeah, how I no, that's right. <laughs> vicar, I hardly even know her. <laughs> I like vicar jokes. We should do more of these. <laughs> Well, I did. You know, when you get sick, do you ever do you ever try the Vicks Vicker rub? <laughs> the Vicker rub. Vicker's Vicker rub. Vicker comes over and just shakes you. Yeah. No, he just gives me a back massage. It's a Vicker oh. rub. Uh, it's kind of nice, actually. I just imagine a really, really like super accented person talking about living room furniture. Like, I have all of this Vicker furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hold up over time, though. No, no, it, <laughs> it does it not have good so longevity. Quickly. It turns into this devil worshiping all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Bored. <laughs> Ariana Huffington gives a tour of her home. <laughs> all right, it sounds like it's time for the uh, the the hates now. Let's go start on a normal segment, our anchor segment. Everybody, uh, we only have one hate of him, but if you grab it, the other one will show up. <sighs> God. So I don't understand any... how. So the the other the Jesus Wait. character from Africa was actually also an amulet. I I really don't get it. Yeah, spiritually speaking. <laughs> spiritually yeah. speaking, how does this work? Um, the power of God is inside us all. Question mark. <laughs> God can do many things, including turn people into amulets. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if you're looking for the missing half of your amulet, and then you meet a guy who looks. You know, calm and peaceful. Uh, that's very similar to an amulet. It's very doesn't move a lot. Yes, when I describe my jewelry on eBay, I often say this necklace is really quiet and calm. It would make a good roommate. Like uh, <laughs> you might not want to mention that it's a small African man. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, why are you wearing small African men as a necklace? And I mean, to sell them on eBay. It's a Brooklyn thing. You guys wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, hipsters. Uh. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be showing up in the next season of Girls, and then all of your girlfriends and wives will be doing it. So. I do not. I cannot wait until this gets to the West Coast. <laughs> Is that why I had really awkward sex uh, for like the last year? <laughs> <laughs> my, sorry, honey. I need to bring my good luck sex amulet along. His name is Ralph. <laughs> He's going to hang out. 
going to hang out over the, on the nightstand and quietly touch himself. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Well, as long as he's quiet about it. <laughs> Why did you make it sexual, Chris? Gross. <laughs> that what was a mean? jewelry joke that you did <laughs> wrong. Yes, Chris ruined your pristine jewelry joke. That's what happened. <laughs> Way across the line, Chris. Way. <laughs> Uh, so, so I have something that I don't really understand. Uh, the bad guy wants to be more powerful than God. Yep. Which is that's weird, right? He wants to kill God. Am I not? Am I correct? Um. No. Well, Satan wants to kill God. Yeah. The vicar, oh, but the bad guy just wants to be more powerful. I get it. Okay. Vicar, well, and it's also really it's super weird because he wants to be more powerful than God, so he can sell that power to the highest bidder. Uh, Which seems like at that point, maybe making a, a small profit on the markup of your god powers might be... See, this is how hard it is to monetize, though, right? Like, all right, step one, get all the power from god. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. It's not, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to combine these two caravims. I'm going to be control all of the powers in the universe. And then I'm going to sell a lot of ads. It's just a startup. It's really tough to monetize, guys. And um, once he gets the once he gets the user base, I'm sure he'll figure out a way. I mean, the other what issue, just, the other issue is, if you do have all the power of God, I don't think you realize how annoying it is to be God when people expect you to do things with all that power. You know, it's like yeah, like does all of a sudden he has to answer everybody's prayers or not, or get like blamed when he doesn't? That's really a bitch. <laughs> I mean, the blame you could you know you just drown your sorrows in money. Yeah, no, but but the vicar like he's like he just wants to sleep in, but no, like oh I gotta I gotta like weigh in on like the Seattle game. So like yeah yeah he's constantly getting like he's like goddamn Tebow again <laughs> that's right I'm busy Tim <laughs> that's what the cave full of brandy is for just yeah. to soothe the sorrows you know <laughs> our God is a is a drunk God <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me ask you guys a question let's change gears a little bit all right um so it felt to me sort of like just like you were just saying that there's sort of like a there's levels of magic and new things and inventions it felt to me like he was sort of like spin the wheel of mysticism because there was like there was definitely the christian stuff and then there are like the devil and then there's demons and then magic and spirits and like other non-overlapping traditions and a lot of pagan things and some ancient african things and i guess what i want to know is uh is young adult fiction out of kinds of magic to describe have we run out have we exhausted it yet um, I would think there's maybe more like subtle kinds of magic, you know, like finding a parking space when you really need one. <laughs> magic realism. Yeah, it's still in there. <laughs> no, the this also already laugh. exists. <laughs> As somebody who read YA novels professionally for about two years, I can say with the utmost authority <laughs> that like South Park and The Simpsons, it has all been done. There is fucking nothing <laughs> left and the only thing that differentiates these books is the quality with which they are written which you know apparently is not that which by which they are judged uh no no that is not how they are judged unfortunately i mean how how did this get to be a book it was self-published but how did we get to hear about it no, it was also a New York Times bestseller. So he originally yeah. self-published it, and then it got picked up. <sighs> it got Fifty Shades of Grade, whereas a bunch of Christian moms realized that there was a book out there that they could give their kids and say, this is like Harry Potter, but I won't ground you. 
and oh, then it became I don't a bestseller. The message of this. This seems like not at all in keeping with. That's the thing. Mom and dads clearly didn't actually read this book. They just, you know, saw, you know, in a newspaper article or from a friend that there was a Christian Harry Potter and went out and bought it because it's really not what they think it is. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, it is not I the mean, droids the they're really looking like for. To be nice to Boggles and and pray a lot and pray a lot. Yes, well, but like watch out for the vicars. Too much. Yeah, it's, yeah. Pray a lot, but stay away from church. And also, like, just you just say God's name when you stab people, and then that's that helps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes and it all better. It's very, it's very unclear to me. Although I, I never realized the line the witch in the wardrobe was was a religious parable. I always thought it was just a parable about the dangers of hide and seek. <laughs> and the dangers of too much Turkish delight. <laughs> this ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon and Jesus. One is the answer to all your prayers. And the other is Jesus. Meanwhile, at Jesus International Headquarters. Jesus, baby. I know you've had some rough PR years lately, but this next guy really thinks he can turn it around for you. Rough years? I I thought I was doing all right. Meh. What's my approval rating? Four? That's not so bad. For context, soft pretzels are polling at 60%. Well, sure, that's a delicious pretzel. You're supposed to be the son of God, and in a popularity contest against a soft pretzel, you would lose by a landslide. <sighs> All right, bring your guy in. Uh, Mr. Taylor. Jesus, big fan here. I wrote a book for you, and I really think it's going to turn that whole pretzel thing around for you. Uh, how'd you hear about the pretzel thing? It's on HuffPo. Where are you losing your supporters? The children. Why? Uh, because people are uncomfortable with the creepy Jesus loves the children campaign? No, it's because of Harry Potter. Oh, I love Harry Potter. Jesus, he clearly promotes Satanism. No, he clearly promotes butterbeer. It's about devil worship. It's about complicated broom sports and maybe banging your friend's kid sister. That's that's a little iffy. Jesus, it must be stopped. Which is why I've created Shadowmancer. It's Harry Potter, but with your values. Okay, is there magic? Some, but it's evil. Okay, but it's a cool world where you'd really want to hang out in for a while. No, it's the 1700s. You will not be able to leave there fast enough. But at least it's not confusing or offensive, right? You will have no idea what's going on, except that I just said fortune tellers are pure evil. Huh. Well, I'm sold. Gonna have to beat those soft pretzels somehow. Guys, this is ridiculous. Why don't we just send people to read-weep.com slash Amazon, where they can buy their very own Nostalgia Electric soft pretzel maker for $29.99. Plus, by buying through that link, their purchase supports Read It and Weep, a very funny podcast. But what about your fame, Jesus? Uh, look, guy, I'd have to be pretty insecure if I couldn't handle the popularity of Harry Potter or a delicious soft pretzel. If people are happy... I'm happy. Have a good day. All right, but Jesus, you gotta talk to Mel Gibson. I'm Mel Gibson. Let's just beat the shit out of Jim Caviezel for two hours in your glory. It, it's like... It's like you have no fucking clue who I am. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. Jesus says buy a fleshlight. Wait, what? Maybe it was you and maybe it was me. You came on like a punch in the heart. Lying there with the light on your hair Like a Jesus of the moon A Jesus of the planets and the stars Let me ask you this also. This is another thing I guess that kind of comes up in a bunch of books that I'm curious about. Why 
if you're God, would you create a small statue that could take over the world from you? Um, and then I, just hope that no one goes to Africa looking for it. I don't know if this is going to be a Clarezza or not, but I kind of have an idea. Okay, go for it. Um, so, you know, like, fifth season of some TV shows, they get kind of bored, and they just want to shake things up? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, if I'm God, you know, been around, like, whatever, 600 years, I know how old the world is. Um, <laughs> I, I would kind of say that... Uh, you know, I'm tired of being omnipotent. I want, I want some. You know, it's like this is Russian roulette with with the universe. I feel like you got to shake like it up. Those guys who go on Craigslist and are like, "I've hidden a hundred dollars in the park because I'm rich and bored. Whoever finds it has to show me their boobs." Yeah. Wait. How would that work? <laughs> how would that deal work? I am uh, fascinated by this. <laughs> Craigslist, you guys, come on. I, I mean, I think it's more like the guys who go on Craigslist, like, um, like, sure, I'll go like unarmed to this parking lot and meet you in the dark. Right. Just because you want to see if you can take them or not. <laughs> and then you end up having to show somebody your boobs and you get $100. <laughs> that- All right. As the only person with boobs on this podcast, I yeah. think that means you all have to send me $100 now. <laughs> if I'm following the logic here correctly. You, you might be missing one part, and I don't mean to select, sexually harass you, uh, <gasps> but there is seeing boobs involved. Oh, here's the thing. Not just like inherently having them. No, no, you don't just okay. mail $100 to anyone with boobs. That would be way too many hundreds of dollars. <laughs> that would be wasteful. And you shouldn't mail I that. I would be either. out of like debt, PayPal though. It. Damn. Right. The stamps alone would cost you a lot. <laughs> Plus, okay, Ezra, I like your theory, but the Glashen were imprisoned from the dawn of time. So that means Whoa. God, like, he knew ahead of time that he was going to be bored. And so he created his own ticking time bomb. Well, it's, yeah, it's like it's, a, it's Chekhov's Glashen. You know, I, I don't know. I think we might have to retire Chekhov as a device on this show. Uh, <laughs> is this Star Trek Chekhov or Playwright Chekhov? It's the uh, Playwright Chekhov. Okay. <laughs> Not Pavel. Oh, no. <laughs> we, um, we can do it, yeah. Where everything's Chekhov, like the other Chekhov now. That's fine. <laughs> we also don't use The Wuklier radiation. <laughs> it's Chekhov's warp drive. It has to, also that, it has to break when you need it. It just sounds like uh, Ariana Huffington describing her, her day. She's like, well, then I check off stuff from my checklist. <laughs> Buy Wicker Furniture. Check. Yeah, the Wicker Furniture. Uh, all right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich, so we're going to go in reverse order, which means I am going to go first. Here's my minor compliment. I think that it's interesting that all magical incantations rhyme. There's several mm. times where there's like long <laughs> magical incanta- incantations in this, and I am just I just think it's awesome that dark spirits like me don't care much for free verse. <laughs> 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 or or even slant slant rhymes, you know. Just, no. it's all it's like, yeah, yeah. I can be sold on slant rhyming if it's really fun, you know. Like on like Donkey Kong, like for some reason I enjoy that. But like in general, I do like a good classic rhyme scheme, you know, A B A B, which is what they do whenever they need to summon the devil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, poetry it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, just formal verse, you know, like right, yeah. Prose poetry, uh, the devil won't touch that even. Flowetry, it's kind of in that uh, middle ground. It's a gray area. <laughs> the devil, undecided on flowetry. <laughs> Some rap music. Uh, Ezra, what's your minor compliment? 
Um, okay, so at one point, I'm not sure if I heard this right, but at one point, someone was lamenting that he he wagered his entire livelihood on a cockroach race. Yes. If you guys heard this, <laughs> yeah. A, a, I like how you said cockroach. Um, <laughs> cockroach. <laughs> Game of uh, they wanted races. to say how evil this guy was, uh, uh, Demerol. So what they did was they his backstory, how he became a vicar was he wagered the past vicar everything he owned on a on a cockroach race when they were drunk. And, then and because this cheat? vicar or Demerol prayed to God, his cockroach won handily. Uh, Satan, I think. Yeah, so he put, he, oh, I'm pretty sure he went with, with a Satan. I don't think God's like going to care a lot about cockroach races. The basis of this whole thing is that the previous vicar was so bad at his job that he got drunk and bet on things. Specifically on cockroach races, which are notoriously losing bets. Yeah. <laughs> the house always wins with cockroach races. <laughs> Huge edge, yeah. The, the thing that I like is sort of like the... Like, since he did pray to Satan, like, I love the, like, the idea, like, the message that Satan gets from that. Like, it's like... Will you do you want to get one cockroach to eat another cockroach to get one vicar to become another vicar? And he was like, "Yeah, it seems like a good waste of my time." Click OK, send. Yeah. And like- <laughs> also, one of these uh, one of these cockroaches, little Tim T cockroach, is uh, praying to win, and I'm not going to give him the chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Chris. Chris. Yes, sir. What is your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment was actually. That this book was delightfully English. Um, there were all kinds of, of little Englishisms and vocabulary, but it, it even permeates. I mean, everybody has tea, and there's the, the sea and the bay, and there are moors that they wander through. And, you know, um, at least language-wise, uh, I thought that you could really tell where it came from. I thought that fun. moors were people from Africa. No, Well, that's one kind of moor. The other is just a swampy place. Well, that changes my reading of this book dramatically. <laughs> that they were walking through a, a, a kind of swarthy guy they were who hang, they were could out. be tricked into being really jealous by his helper. Right, exactly right. Yeah, they were, and then turned into necklaces. Yeah. Oh Man. right, nope. that thing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we already did a joke about this. That was racist. I was trying to figure out what the reference was to in Shakespeare, but it was a reference to us. No, you know, in Othello, when he turns his wife into a necklace. Come on, guys. I was like, after he killed her, did he make a necklace out of her? I mean, I know he loved a lot, but that sounds like he did it really wrong. (laughs) Every kiss begins with Desdemona. (laughs) Getting smothered by a pillow. Uh, Do you really love your wife? Fuck handkerchiefs. Turn her into a locket. (laughs) Did just when you when you read Othello, Amy, did you hate it because he was really mean to the female character? I mean, I had to stop reading Shakespeare because there were too many dicks involved. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> too many dicks in the Shakespeare. <laughs> awesome. Amy, what's your uh, minor compliment? Oh, me? Yes, your turn. Last compliment. Me. Last nice thing you'll ever Take say. Take us home, Amy. Answer. Um, I would say that... Possibly my favorite thing about this book is that the vicar's full name is Obadiah Demel. And I have always believed in my heart of hearts that Obadiah is the most evil name of all time. Like Obadiah Stone in Iron Man? Yeah. Exactly. He's the villain in Iron Man. It's a very Mormon name, and I don't know how I feel about them. I knew it was two out of two. I mean, like. (laughs) Exactly. No, Done. but then on the other side, there's that Beatles song, Obladi, Obladiah, Life Goes On. <laughs> yeah, Life Goes On doesn't... after you try to take over the world. 
is what it's exactly. talking about. Oh, it's about a future where only Obadiahs survive, <laughs> and they're all dancing with cockroaches and robots. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that song is about. I, I like to go down and bet on the Obadiah races from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. They, no, they end wherever just, the Obadiahs want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just part of it is just any name that that's that is that much fun to say is inherently evil. Like Obadiah. Yeah. Like you can't say that and not be just a little bit evil. Agreed. I mean, mm-hmm. let, let's try. Okay. Say Obadiah sweetly. Thanks for the candy bar, Obadiah. No, because what I heard there was thanks for the candy bar. Pause. Obadiah. (laughs) Oh, Obadiah, what a wonderful pecan pie you've made. No, it was like, oh, Obadiah. Oh, pecan pie? That's how that one came yeah, across. Yeah, that person's about right. to be poisoned by a pecan pie from Obadiah. Also, I don't like And the they can't even avoid oh, eating. It sounds like, oh, Obadiah. And then it would be like, oh, Obadiah, Badiah. That's what you want to say. <laughs> there's just a guy named Badiah, and everybody's going, oh, Badiah. Yeah, yeah. He's always telling really lame jokes like, oh, Badiah. What a da 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 da. Crap. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week. Next week, it is our Christmas, our annual Christmas episode. This year, we're going to be watching three Christmas movies. We're going to be watching Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, a classic what? bad Christmas movie, plus The Santa Claus 3. Didn't we watch two last year, or, the, or was it the first one last year? We, no, we, we watched, watched the one first and one. Because remember, we got, uh, like, Juliet from Lost married her, married him. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, that was a terrible... Ugh. All right, so we're watching the sequel to that, and then uh, we're also watching a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes! <laughs> yeah. I really liked it, uh, it as recently as a few years ago, I think, but uh, those were all fan votes, so that was we put that poll up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash readweek, and those were the clear winners. I love Waldorf and Statler, so I'm just excited to have them as like the old, as the, the guys in chains. That's, I think, my favorite part of the movie. I just feel You guys, I have to warn you. On this show. What, Amy? I have to warn you, like I'm sure a huge percentage of your readers, I have watched Muppet Christmas Carol every year since it came out. And if you guys say mean things about it, I will set my army of Obadiah cockroaches on you. And they're all named Obadiah. Mightily. Cockroaches are coming to kill us when they're like, Obadiah. (laughs) You're so cute in that cockroach racing hat. Aww. But no, seriously, they'll murder you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's going to be on. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm going to enjoy watching it. So I don't know why they want us to hate on it. We'll Plus find, we'll find something it. to say. I mean, it's hard to make, dislike. What? Yeah. Michael Caine's in it? I haven't seen this movie. Really? <gasps> you haven't seen it? Well, it's it's been a really long time, maybe. I don't know. All right. So anyway, so all three of those movies next week, good, bad, or indifferent. Thank you for joining us, as always, Chris and Ez. Of course. And thank you so much for joining us, Amy. No problem. It has been I... super fun to talk to you. Also, we're going to be in New York in January, where you live. And yes. hopefully we can see you. Absolutely. You will see me. I, I plan on coming to the festival. And I will probably be just as jet-lagged then as I am now. So you'll be hearing some hilarious catcalls from the audience during your show. 
Be prepared. I can't wait. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Religious people. The robot's back. Robot. It's not my robot. Maybe. Oh. Uh, it's it's my robot. Just a sec. Sorry. No, no hurry. Oh my god. All right. And done. I was getting yeah. a little worried there. Like someday we would have to go back and be like, these few sounds of static are the last known, <laughs> you know, before the robot overlords destroyed him. <laughs> this is what the cops have to go on to try to figure out who Chris's murderer was. <laughs> I think it's more like I. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll spoil the ending, guys. Chris was actually a robot the whole time. No, ah! yeah. that does no. explain why he he's so good death. at synopses. He's Wikipedia. He <laughs> did seem like he might be a robot. What with his freakish recall and his dulcet tones. Mm. Robots yes. do have dulcet he's the, tones. He's the gigolo robot from AI. He's Jude Law robot. Oh. <laughs> Jude Law. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that movie didn't make sense either. <laughs> 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 Gotta have some-